0: Welcome to Navi Tales. I'm Josh. I am Nick. And today we are going to be talking about Undead Nightmare. Because we didn't talk about it around Halloween, and we needed to find out something to do real quick. Because <laughs> yeah. we had a weird week.
1: Yeah, holiday week. But uh, yeah, Undead Nightmare is from Red Dead Redemption, if you did not know.
0: It was uh, probably up until the Witcher DLC, is probably the best DLC I've ever played in a game. It's fucking amazing. It's a gift that we don't deserve. Kind of like the McElroy brothers. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, but so it is a DLC. If you have something against DLC, that's cool, but pick this one up, it's worth it. Um and uh it's pff, zombie based, because Undead Nightmare. So uh let's dive in. So let's set up when this DLC takes place first. If you uh listen to our Red Dead Redemption episode, this will make sense. Uh, the game is set after saving John's family and before his eventual execution. But, obviously, it does not fit into the canon, as many characters, such as Uncle, die multiple times. For example, Uncle is the first zombie encountered and killed by John Marston, though in the original game, he dies in Edgar Ross's attack on the farm. An infectious outbreak of unknown origin amongst those on the frontier is rumored to be caused by either Seth Briers stealing the glass eye from Tumbleweed, Nigel West Dickens from the Miracle Tonic, or the Mexicans by bringing the disease over the border from Nuevo Paracio. Also, that's a little racist, but um, it, it, it takes place during racist times. Well, that'd just be like a game in 2018, but huh, biting social commentary. Oh, huh, That's what you came here for.
1: Yeah, not video games. Not video social games. commentary. Biting social commentary. In Undead Nightmare, John is in his house with Abigail and Jack. They are all talking about general things, like a book Jack is reading. However, they mention that Uncle hasn't returned from what he was doing yet. John, however, states that because of the storm, Uncle has probably gone to a dry place nearby and will stay there until the storm subsides. Uncle is then seen loitering around outside the house. Later that night, while John and Abigail are asleep, Uncle, revealed to be an undead, invades their room and tries to attack them, and John fights back, seemingly knocking him out. John heads for his gun in a nearby shed. However, on his way back, Abigail runs out of the house screaming, pursued by Uncle, who bites her in the neck. John shoots Uncle in the head, ending his suffering, and tends to Abigail. Jack comes outside and tries to help his mother. However, Abigail becomes aggressive and bites Jack, infecting him. Meanwhile, John runs for his lasso and hog ties both of them. After giving them both a plate of food, he leaves them in the house and sets out to find a cure. This all takes place while John is in his underwear. This sets the tone for the DLC as well.
0: Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be outrageous. And, and they do outrageous very well. Uh, so John then goes to Blackwater where he finds Professor MacDougall, who returned from Yale to document the undead infestation. He claims that he has left his bags with Nastas and heads down the street to grab them. MacDougall is killed by an infected Nastas, however, and John is forced to clear out Blackwater and look for more survivors. He finds a family on a roof killing undead, however, they are no help. John then finds another group of survivors who all give him multiple theories they suspect caused the plague, including a snake oil merchant
1: and a freak with a glass eye. If John goes to Tanner's Ranch, he will have met a hunter who claims to have just shot a Sasquatch, starting the birth of the conservation movement mission, which has John try to hunt down six Sasquatches. After finding the sixth one, however, John learns that his hunting has doomed the Sasquatches, and the last one there asks John to kill him because his family is dead, whereupon John can choose to kill him or walk away, ending the mission.
0: If John decides to follow the snake oil merchant lead, they will find Nigel West Dickens, my, my online persona, Nigel West Dickens in Fort Mercer, trying to sell his elixir as a cure and repellent the plague. John, however, forces Nigel to stop selling it, and Nigel complies. He hands out free samples to see if they like it. Elixir, however, is actually more of a bait to the infected, and one survivor is killed by several undead soon after drinking. Nigel is disappointed and asks John to find him 5 Desert Sage and 5 Violet Snowdrop to see if he can make a better cure. He also gives John some of his elixir to use as bait. After John finds the flowers, Nigel makes a phosphorus bullet coating with it and then asks John to find him some old parts he needs. After John finds the parts, Nigel uses it to make a (laughs) blunderbuss. Telling John that it is the ideal weapon for undead killing. Because it is.
1: Just imagine a
0: blunderbuss. Yeah,
1: that sounds fantastic.
0: He also tells John that he is trying to get to Mexico and should be in Solomon's Folly in a few days. At Solomon's Folly, John finds out that all paths to Mexico are blocked and that Nigel has no way of getting to Mexico. However, Nigel tells John that if he gets a U.S. Army uniform from some deserters, he can sneak on a train manned by the U.S. Army that is headed to Mexico. Nigel then leaves, leaving his ultimate fate unknown.
1: If John decides to follow the freak with the glass eye lead, they will find Seth in the old Bacchus place, playing cards with an undead Moses fourth. John asks Seth if there's a cure to the plague, and Seth tells him to clear the graveyards. After John clears out three graveyards and goes back to Seth, Seth tells him that the cause of all this has something to do with the Aztecs, and tells him to head down from Mexico if he wants to cure the plague. So, fun thing that I,
0: I don't think we talked about much is Seth, uh, who's outrageous. Uh, he's a grave digger. Uh, and uh, he's a treasure hunter that's constantly digging through graves because he doesn't give a fuck because he's insane. And uh, the, it's hilarious because he just is able to train the undead. Just because he digs through graves all day, yeah, <laughs> he that, knows how to train the undead. That's fantastic. So, like, you go and visit him a couple times. And it'll be like, oh, it's just like him dancing with the undead. He's like, look, we're throwing a party. (laughs) Like, I was just like, what the fuck? How the
1: fuck did you do that?
0: He's like the only one who like really is benefiting out of the zombie apocalypse because he's got friends now. At McFarlane's ranch, John meets Bonnie McFarlane, who tasks him with trying to find her father, Drew McFarlane, in the barn. Although she tells him he has been in there for more than a day. After entering the barn through the window, John kills several of the trapped undead within. Then John finds Drew in the barn, zombified. John picks up the Winchester repeater and is forced to kill Drew, where he then goes to Bonnie and tells her what happens, who is deeply saddened by the news.
1: In plain view, John finds DS McKenna, who tells John to bring him a rector, because McKenna desires to make a zombie movie. Once John does, however, McKenna sets it and another undead loose. They then both proceed to attack McKenna who is turned undead. John can then kill all three of them.
0: And McKenna's another weird one we didn't talk a lot about. He's like this wannabe movie director who just like films John Marston sometimes. (laughs) Just fucking being a creep? No, he he pays Marston. Oh, okay. But, um, he, uh, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna make a zombie movie. (laughs) And then dies from the zombies. In Armadillo, John meets Marshall Lee Johnson, and Johnson asks John to find Eli and Jonah, who've been missing for a few hours. John finds Eli eating Jonah, and they both attack John. John then has to kill them both and tell Johnson the news, claiming that they both died with their bellies full. Johnson also gives John a sawed-off shotgun. Because, damn it, we get our boomstick in this.
1: Hell yeah. We need the boomstick for the undead. In Fort Mercer, John sees an army captain posting up a missing persons poster for um, Melissa Waterbury. The captain asks John to find the girl, and John finds Millicent in Pleasant's house, although undead are trying to attack her. After John saves Millicent, they head back to Fort Mercer, and the captain thanks John and tells him that there are more missing persons if he wants to help out.
0: If John heads to the deserters, he finds them being attacked by undead. He can either help them and earn the uniform, or steal it and suffer the consequences. After John has the uniform, he can head to the train, where he finds the U.S. Army being lightly hassled by undead. After John helps them clear it out, they head to the border. At the border, the captain tells them to get off and clear the roadblock. However, they are attacked by undead and the U.S. Army retreats, leaving John to kill the undead. After he's dealt with them, John can man the train and smash through the roadblock into Mexico. Something,
1: something, build a wall, something, something. In Mexico, John finds that it is actually in worse shape than America, and he heads to La Hermanas, where he meets the Mother Superior. She tells John that the other nuns are not as resourceful as her, and that he needs to head inside Las Hermanas and save the town. After doing so, Mother Superior thanks John, and he asks her why the plague is happening. She tells John that she needs a normal undead to really find out. After John brings her a zombie, Mother Superior tells John that she suspects evil, and she pours holy water on the undead, who is briefly bathed in a blue flame but is not killed. She asks John if he can clear out the sepulchral graveyard for her, and she gives him holy water. After he returns, Mother Superior tells him that a woman told her that the cause of all this is because of something Abraham Reyes has done. John is then tasked with heading to Escalera and finding out what happened there. In Casa Madrugada, John meets Landon Ricketts
0: who's busy ridding the town of undead. Landon seems to be holding off all the undead by himself, and he tells John that if he can find something that attracts the undead, he can combine it with dynamite and really kill the undead quick. After John brings Landon undead bait and dynamite, Landon combines them and makes boom bait. After handing it to John, they part ways. It's the best name. I love Landon. He's just like, in front of the town, and he's like, Hey, John! And then just shoots a zombie. He's like, How are you doing? He's like, He's, like, the old-school Amer. like, Landon Ricketts plays a really interesting part in the campaign, because he plays almost a mentor to John. He's, like, old-school bandit, who, like, lives in Mexico now, because he's wanted by the United States, so he lives just over the border, but he, uh, he's, like, old-school bandit and a total
1: fucking badass. In Escalera, John finds a woman who tells him that Abraham Reyes is up ahead. John finds Reyes, however, he is now a zombie, and chasing a woman, the same woman that can be seen in almost every cutscene. After John kills Reyes, the woman tells John that the cause of all of this is because Reyes' lust for invulnerability made him steal an ancient Aztec mask, which unleashed the plague. They take the mask to the crypt where Reyes found it. After John places the mask back in the altar, the woman reveals herself to be Ayutolta, an Aztec goddess. This action causes the undead to be returned to normal, and John heads home to his family. Upon heading
0: back to Beecher's Hope, John finds that Abigail and Jack are fine and they're happy again. About two months later, John is dead. And in Escalera, Seth is shown stealing the ancient mask, causing all dead, including John, to return as undead. However, as John was buried with holy water, he returns as an undead with a man's soul allowing him to still be playable. Hmm. So you can play a zombie Marston who, like, walks weird. He, like, walks from here down normal. Like, the, the legs still work normal, but he's, like, shifted to the side, and he's got, like, an arm up and stuff. It's really fun. It's That's really, dope. It's, it's really fucking cool.
1: Um. So now we're going to talk about some of the mythical aspects of this particular DLC.
0: Yeah, so... Just to set that up, uh, there's mythical beasts that you can run into in this DLC. We've already talked about zombies, obviously, and, and uh, Sasquatch. Sasquatch, but there's way more. So, and they're fucking
1: fun. So, so the first thing uh, is f- uh, they added is fucking jackalopes. <laughs> the jackalope is a mythical animal of North American folklore, uh, a so-called fearsome critter described as a jackrabbit with antelope horns and deer antlers, and sometimes a pheasant's tail and hind legs. In game, it is a brown, normally-sized rabbit with deer-like antlers almost the same length as its body, which moves with a sped-up version of the regular rabbit hop animation. It is, it is faster than an ordinary rabbit, but otherwise unremarkable, possessing no offensive capabilities or additional toughness.
0: Okay, so now we get to talk about my favorite part. Because, of course, this is in here. You can get the four horses of the apocalypse. So, Red Dead Redemption being a cowboy game means you get a lot of horses. Uh, these are some of the mythical mounts. It's not even all of them, there's another one. We'll get to it. Though, uh, these four new mounts can be found and broken by John Marston, although death is additionally awarded upon completion of the Onapail horse quest. Huh. Get it? Each of these mounts are faster and tougher than a regular horse or undead horse. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, too. Uh A bunch of animals get zombified in this, Um, which makes things like bears significantly easy to kill because you can just headshot them, and then they're instantly dead. Mm-hmm. But it makes things like dogs significantly harder to kill because they're faster. <laughs> but, yeah, undead horses are a thing. Uh... If the mount is killed or John Marston breaks a different horse without retrieving and hitching the original one, the mount cannot be directly recalled until Marston completes rank 5 of the Four Horses of the Apocalypse Challenge. completion of this challenge awards Marston with Blood Pacts for each of the Apocalypse Horses, functioning exactly the same way as Horse Deeds. However, Death's Blood Pact is automatically rewarded upon breaking him or receiving him at the end of the game.
1: By default, all mythical mounts have unlimited stamina and extremely high health. However, any mythical horse can still be killed from direct damage to the head or extremely long falls. Mortality aside, each of the four horses of the apocalypse possesses somewhat unique attributes and physical characteristics, making them easily to discern from one another, as well as from normal and undead steeds. They are summoned via blood packs in lieu of proper deeds. Each blood pack bears a brief description of the horse to which it applies. Um, so now we'll go into the, the descriptions of the blood packs for each horse. Uh, death, a pale horse trailing a mist of death in its wake. Extremely tough, fast speed. Um, will cause the undead's head to explode on contact.
0: Yeah, you just <laughs> ride through like a bunch of undead and you just watch heads explode. That's fantastic. Uh, now we got war. Um, a roan horse with a blazing mane, tail, and hooves, extremely
1: tough and fast, uh, will ignite enemies on contact. Pestilence, a diseased white horse surrounded by a green miasma, extremely tough, fast speed, will stun undead for a few seconds on contact, and is nearly impossible to kill.
0: And finally, we have Famine, uh, a scrawny horse surrounded by a swarm of locusts, tough, fast, fastest of the four horses of the apocalypse.
1: When one of the horses or another mythical creature is nearby, a blue circular area will appear on the minimap. Along with the notice, a mythical creature has appeared in the area. Unlike other minimap notifications, however, the blue circle covers a large area and does not move with its target. In other words, the target may escape outside the blue circle at any time, thus decreasing its likelihood of discovery.
0: After a mythical mount's uh, apparent death or loss prior to obtaining their blood pact, it is possible to find each horse of the apocalypse again in the wild. However, the notification and blue circle in the minimap will not accompany the myth, the mythical mount's appearance after they have already been broken once before. Now, I want to talk about my experience with war. I was um, just going to armadillo from Marston's ranch. Basically, I went straight there because I was doing it. And I look over, and it was my first time playing the game, going in here blind as hell. I'm looking over the. Uh, desert as I'm going down this cliffside and I just see a burning horse running and I went, holy shit. I'm gonna break that. I want it. I got war almost immediately into Undead Nightmare.
1: That's fantastic.
0: And I rode this flaming stallion around the entire fucking time. That's great.
1: Um, so now we're gonna talk about the Horned Goats, which seem mundane in the long run but have interesting implications. Horned goats can be found anywhere in the wilderness. These creatures have larger horns and darker coats than regular goats. They also have bright red eyes hinting towards possession by a demon. Also, they do not appear to have an undead form like other animals in the Undead Nightmare DLC. Horned goats are impossible
0: to kill by shooting unless the player aims directly at their heads. In casual aiming mode, the player automatically aims the goat's torso, which makes it difficult to kill unless in Deadeye. They will not die by being hit by death. They won't even die from the the horse. horse. Though they can be killed in one hit by the torch from horseback. One, once dead, the corpse cannot be looted. Horned goats are not hostile. When shot at, the herd scatters and flees. These seem to be a reference to the older depiction of Satan or the devil being in the form of a large black goat a la Black Phillip. If you know what I'm referencing at me slide into my DMs because The Witch is a great movie.
1: <laughs> um, now we're going to talk about the
0: Chupacabra.
1: <laughs> it's just
0: ridiculous every time I bring up all of this
1: shit. For the uninitiated, the Chupacabra is a cryptid whose origins lie in contemporary Latin America legend. In-game, the creature resembles a cross between a hyena and a boar and demonstrates great agility. It has gray-green skin, red eyes, and a row of quills along its spine. When it appears, a blue marker will appear along with the message a mythical creature has appeared in the area. Apparently, herds of horned goats can lead you towards it, which is weird. Now we could talk about unicorns. The
0: unicorn can be located in the fields northwest of Torquemada, Turca, uh, directly underneath the map image of three horses. After the player has killed the Chupacabra and completed all the four horses of the Apocalypse challenge. While searching for the unicorn, the player will not be alerted of its location with the blue circle and the mythical creature message. Because of this, the player will have to find the unicorn in the fields by themselves. It's a lot easier than it sounds. The unicorn seems to be a mythical version of the Hungarian half-bred horse with the addition of a horn and cloven hooves. Occasionally, the cloven hooves will appear uh, as normal hooves, but I thought it was cool because unicorns traditionally have cloven hooves. It also has a permanent halo of butterflies and leaves a rainbow trail in its wake as it gallops. It has unlimited stamina and is extremely tough. It can take an almost endless amount of shots to the side or even cannon fire. However, it dies when
1: shot in the head or after falling from a high cliff. So we've mentioned the Sasquatch earlier, but we're going to go into it a bit more here. Um, Sasquatch have been described in reports as large, hairy ape-like creatures ranging from 6 to 10 feet or 2-3 to meters tall, weighing in excess of 500 pounds, or 230 kilograms, and covered in dark brown or dark reddish hair. Alleged witnesses have described large eyes and pronounced brow ridge. The top of the head has been described as rounded and crested, similar to the sagittal crest of the male gorilla. Sasquatch is commonly reported to have a strong, unpleasant smell by those who have claimed to have encountered it. Basically, all they described was bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's why he
0: loves uh,
1: the Squatch That's so why much. he's my
0: little Squatch buddy. Yeah. In Undead Nightmare, they come in both reddish-brown and dark-brown colored fur and have an appearance and characteristics similar to a gorilla. The darker colored ones are assumed to be male, as seen in the birth of the conservation movement, While the reddish brown ones are assumed to be female, they are intelligent and are able to speak English fluently. According to Rockstar's Game Art and A Crazy Man in the
1: Wilderness, I like to think that because it's. So I looked at the
0: sentence directly because it made me laugh so hard, because it made me immediately think that Rockstar's Game Art, like a, a Rockstar art director, and A Crazy Man in the Wilderness, both being in our world, and not like the Game Art and then the Crazy Man in the Wilderness in Red Dead Redemption. It was just like
1: they interviewed... They interviewed some guy they found in the Some guy woods. they found in the
0: woods. He's <laughs> <laughs> what I saw in my head, yeah. and it made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> so according to Rockstar's Game Art and A Crazy Man in the Wilderness, they prey on human infants and are extremely dangerous and should not be approached. However, they actually eat mushrooms and berries and have been living in the forests of tall trees for over 1,000 years, according to the last Sasquatch. Despite their appearance, they are very similar to humans
1: and their reactions and feelings. With the inclusion of the Sasquatch, you get the achievement six years in the making for killing one. This is an amazing reference to San Andres and the myths that were that there was a Sasquatch in the woods of that game. The French version of the achievement or trophy translates as no need to seek it anymore, CJ. Plus la pene de chasser,
0: CJ. Yeah, and that's what we got on Undead Nightmare. Yeah, fucking great. If you get the chance to pick this up, still it, they released it as a standalone. That's how good this is.
1: Yeah, it just sounds... it's its
0: own game at this point. Yeah, but uh, if you get a chance to play it, still high recommendations. It's still a blast. Um, and I'm there's rumors flying around that for Red Dead Two, they might do an Undead Nightmare too. Which, if it's anything like this one, I'm, de- I'm in. It's, it, Undead Nightmare is what made me pick up Red Dead Redemption in the first place. Um, so, like we like to end every episode, Nick, what have you been playing? I know the answer to this question. Yeah, I've been playing Let's Go Pikachu. We both have. <laughs> so let's talk about Let's Go Pikachu. Actually, let me talk about something else real quick. Sure. The one thing I've been playing other than Let's Go Pikachu. Sure. Spyro Reignited. Oh yeah, how's that? Fucking great. Um, so I'm going through a little bit of a nostalgia kick right now, if you can't tell. Yeah, po- um, Pokemon and Spyro. It's a lot of fun. I completed Spyro 1. I was trying to get 100%, and then I realized I hate Spyro 1. But now I'm playing Spyro 2, uh, and I'm having a lot more fun. It's so pretty and so well-voiced. They really did just build this game from the ground up. If it's, in my opinion, worth a $40 price tag, easily. It's yeah. way, it feels way better than Crash uh, Insanity did, or the Crash Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Insane Trilogy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I
1: was, I've always been more partial to Spyro than Crash anyways, but... Me too, but the
0: 3D translates to 3D way better than the 2D translates to 3D. Yeah. So, uh,
1: anyway, let's talk about Pokemon. Sure. Um, you want, like, initial impressions? Maybe. So, uh,
0: where's my phone? Because I texted you a pretty solid impression, in my opinion. Okay. So I said, this game has a lot of weird differences for people like us who've been playing it since we were five uh feels like a good starting point for Pokemon and it's still a fun Pokemon game it's just different. Which I feel like that's a pretty
1: good summation. Yeah, I was So when I was playing this at the beginning I did, I knew I think they achieved what they were going for and they Absolutely. were they were going for a remake of Yellow with a lot of Pokemon Go influence to bridge the gap of Pokemon Go users. Uh, to get them on console games and ready for the next, dedicated the, the next, Pokemon. the next dedicated Pokemon game that's coming out next year. And so that's what they set out to do, and they accomplish it. It's just not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted the game that's coming next year,
0: and and I think we all did. I I didn't go into this expecting the game that's coming next year. Right. I went into this expecting it to be a remake of Yellow, right. Uh, Which, even
1: that, it plays weird. It's definitely, like, the casual man's Pokemon. Oh, it super is because it's, it, I mean, there's no, I mean, I definitely am having way more fun than I did at the beginning, Um, because I just, I think I just accepted it more and I got used to it, but, like, th- at first, the no wild battles really bothered me, um, and stuff like that, and, like, the fact that, like, we're how many years out and we went back to no abilities and no hold items and anything like that like it's just super like it's 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 like stripped down which i mean which original yellow was but like it's super stripped down and like to the point where like it's super stripped down and easy to like where like your party members um do the like they get affection for you without you having to do anything yeah which like in past games it's been a thing but you had to like physically go and pet them for it But And, like, it gave you in-game perks to do that, like, fucking, you can live a fissure on one because your Pokemon didn't want to disappoint you. Yeah. Word for word, but, like, you normally in past games you would have to, like, put in the effort for that, and I just never did, because I just felt that it was, like, a cheat, but it just kind of happens in this game. Or, like, you'll be poisoned, and then randomly you'll just be, like, your Pokemon just washed, like, washed away all the poison, and it's cured just in the middle of battle. So, like, it's super, super easy, but, like, again, that's... What they were going for, they were going for a nice, easy intro to a lot of people.
0: I was describing this to like uh, our our mutual friend uh, Casey, uh, who has always kind of been interested in playing a Pokemon game and never have because they never knew where to plug in. Now is your chance to plug in.
1: No, this game is designed
0: for people to plug into Pokemon for the first time. No, it definitely is. Um, Uh, And it, 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 it sounds negative. No, yeah. Which I it it sounds like everything we've been saying is negative. We've both been playing the fuck out of this game.
1: Oh yeah, I love it. Like we said, we've been playing a lot of this game. It was just off putting at first, and then I kind of yeah. got used to it. It's still not what I was looking for, but I can't blame the game for that. It set out to do something, and I think it achieved it. It absolutely did. Uh, it, it, it whether is I wanted what it that is. or not is my own issue. Um, but I do. I think it does a lot of cool things. I love. While I don't, while I miss wild battles, I do love having the Pokemon run around in looks, the, on the world. The
0: world feels alive. Yeah, this is the most alive a Pokemon game has ever felt to me.
1: Yeah, um, and I also, yeah, just like and even like interactions. I'm trying to think of like specific ones, or like when you're going when you're going through like the Rocket Base and like. Normally you just beat the guy and he gives you the lift key, but he goes no and he throws it up on the roof and you have to control Pikachu to go oh, get yeah. it. Like just shit like that. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's that's cute. It's cinematic. This
0: that's a good way to describe this one's way way more cinematic. Yeah, they made it more cinematic, which I'm cool with. Right, like it, it's it makes it a lot more fun. It makes like it a I different loved experience.
1: the whole Lavender Town section. Yeah, it was amazing. With like with the the giant ghosts, the giant ghosts, ghost, ghost and how they like used Cubone a lot and uh, oh yeah, and like showed the ghost Marowak. Um, in, like, a cutscene and stuff. Um, yeah.
0: I just love the fact that I can wear Team Rocket stuff, because Team Rocket forever. <laughs> I, um... So, yeah, obviously, I'm dressed up in Team Rocket shit. And my Pikachu is, too, because my Pikachu's gonna be goddamn Team Rocket forever, too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very cinematic, very stripped down, but I'm having a blast. I needed something casual. Because before this, I was playing... Dark Souls? Same. Which is hard. I'm still playing. And then I was playing Diablo, which to me is numbers. Like, if you play enough Diablo, you don't give a fuck about everything else. You care about numbers. I'm just looking at numbers the entire time. And that was fine. I'm cool with that. But like, this is just like, sit back, look at some pretty things, pet a Pikachu for a bit. It's, it's a, it's a, the game's cute as hell.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's adorable. No, it is. And like, I'm looking forward to the end game where you fight all the master trainers or whatever the fuck they're called because I think that concept is dope. Just one-on-one Ditto fights. Yeah, I know. Um not actual Ditto, but like Ditto in like if that if like the trainer has a Polyrath, you have to fight it with your polywrath and win. Yeah. So like that's just fun to me cuz like I just build polywrath to build a, to beat a Polyrath. Um cuz I like building uh competitive mons. Um Yeah, so that's, that's definitely
0: more your scene. My scene I like collecting.
1: See, I do that too, but like I don't really care about collecting shit in this game cuz like I don't know
0: it's not going to be able to transfer, but if I get a perfect Dex in this game, I'll be happy.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm going to go for a perfect Dex, but um, like all my competitive stuff is still in Ultra Sun, and I'm going to move yeah. all that to next year's game. Um, and I'm not worried about moving stuff to Go. Moving stuff from Go, I'm just moving for completing Dex. I'm not getting yeah. any of my good I, shit. I
0: guess, yeah, that's, that's the other thing we haven't mentioned, is that uh, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go, uh, if you can't tell by title, are obviously compatible. Um, I hatched a bunch of Alolan eggs recently, and I just transferred my duplicates to Pokemon Let's Go. Um, I know that you can get the Alolans now, later, and I just went, I can get them all now, too.
1: So I did. I mean, yeah, you find people throughout the game that you just trade Cantonian ones for Alolan. Things I'm bummed at. Yeah, what up?
0: So you can ride Persian in this game? Yep. You can't ride Alolan Persian. Damn. It's bullshit. Cause I went, oh shit! I'm gonna ride, cause I obviously I ride Persian everywhere because I'm a cat person. It's the fastest mount in the game, so I I ride Persian everywhere, and I went, oh cool! I'll be able to ride a purple Persian around, and nope, just nope. follows me, and I'm just like, but it's the same size,
1: so I'm like, why are you following me? I can ride you too, dick. Yeah, that's that's kind of dumb. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they changed the Safari Zone to the Go Park, and you can throw shit in from your Go and catch it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And you get, you get an item and go to catch Melton. Because, I haven't used mine. Because you need to get 400 Melton candies and you get 10 Melton a week. <laughs> you get 10 Melton a week. Better make him your buddy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, caught a shiny Growlithe this morning because I was chaining for one. Because it's super fucking easy to chain shinies yeah, in this I'm game. I'm like
0: in the middle of chaining right now for Grimer. I bet you if I start this up right now. I'll be able to get a shiny Grimer before the end of this. Anyway, I'm saying that now, but I'm not gonna be able to. So um,
1: yeah, so I'm at. I'm. Uh, I have to fight Koga. I I like flew past every trainer because the entire route to fucking from like lavender to fuchsia is like all fucking trainers. So I like I flew through it so I could get to go park as fast as I could, and yeah, then went, that's back, exactly and what then I went did. back and cleared the route, and then. I shiny hunted this morning and now I gotta go fight Koga. I still need to clear
0: the route, but like I can now easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, Someone do that. Yeah, I'm in the middle of uh, literally as we speak. I have it open. I'm shiny hunting uh, Grimer for in the Pokemon Mansion. So what's your what do you what's your team? My team is fucking awful. <laughs> I my team is really bad. Um, so obviously I have Pikachu. Yep. Uh, I have Pikachu, I have Charizard, I have Blastoise, I have Pidget, and I have Persian, and I have Arcanine. Nice.
1: No, it's garbage. It's (laughs) such a bad team. So my team is uh, Pikachu, um, Graveler, which I need to trade with you to make a Golem, um, Shiny Gravelith now, Vileplume, uh, Alolan Ninetales. And Gyarados, because uh, this is another thing that pissed me off. What is it? Sorry. What? Never mind. Keep going. Okay. Uh, This is another thing that pissed me off, is that you don't get... There's no rods in the game, and you don't get Surf till Fuchsia. Mm -hmm. So the only water types you can get until you get Surf is the Squirtle, uh, a Psyduck, or the Magikarp. And so I was like, fuck you. I guess I'll just use the Magikarp.
0: I want Squirtle because Blastoise.
1: Um... I just really didn't want to use the starters. Uh, what I'm probably end up going to doing, because I wanted to use polyrath. like I wanted to surf, uh, fish early for a polywag, but there's no fucking, there was no rod. So what I'm gonna end up probably doing is use Gyarados until Seafoam, and then get a Slowbro. I have a Lapras. <laughs> but, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, as I pick up more Mons, I'm gonna rebuild my entire team. Yeah,
1: because pretty- like I,
0: I have a pretty kick-ass Hitmonchan right now, and I went, oh, that'd be kind of fun. Cause like I never use that fighting type Pokemon. Right, right. But I'm like, it'd be kind of fun to punch the hell out of things the entire time. Or I'm thinking, if I don't do that, I'm gonna do a, um, a champ, which obviously I'm gonna have to trade with you for at some point. But.
1: Right. No, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty solid with my team, but I think I might switch Gyarados out for Slowbro when I get it. Like I, I might, have a Slowbro. I'm I shiny hunt Slowpoke. I'm ah uh, what shiny I kinda, Slowpoke? Because I kind of want a slow burrito. Mega Slow Burrito. A mega, yeah, that'd be p- kind of fucking uh, cool, actually. I think he's blue. I have a... Ooh. If he's blue, I'm going to do that. I think he's blue. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check, check, check. Um... Yeah, Slow... I mean, Slowpoke doesn't look very very different, but... Oh, no, he's pink. He's pink, and uh, his, the sh- shell there on his tail is green. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shiny hunt the hell out of that. I think I'm gonna shiny hunt a, a slowpoke and. Are King's that.
0: Rocks in this game?
1: No, because I'm pretty sure it's just Kanto shit and Melton. <laughs> so it just like evolves naturally. Yeah, it just evolves naturally, naturally, oh. or whatever. Yeah, uh, after Dustin? I get
0: after I get this grammar, I'm for sure gonna shiny hunt fucking um slowpokes because that'd be cool as hell.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I think it's gonna be my next. And I'm, then, so that way I'll have a, a water and a psychic. I'm super stealing your idea. And then, <sighs> fucking copycat. And then
0: I'll shiny hunt machokes and then get a machamp. And then i have a shiny machamp, like a green machamp, a purple slowbro for my psychic to, because fucking mind over matter.
1: Yeah. And I always use fucking Alakazam. So, I never use Alakazam. Alakazam's fucking, I mean, in the original, he was fucking broken. But my favorite was when I ran through green with a Mister Mime.
0: I one time ran through red with an Arbok, and had no regrets because it just poisoned the hell out of everything, and it just slowly died. And as I watched,
1: <laughs> as I watched, <laughs> it was
0: that was a weird run. I also ran through um on a uh randomizer run. I ran through with a
1: Kangaskhan. And that's I, the other thing. Speaking of Kangaskhan, that's the other thing that I hate, that there's no abilities, because, like, all the megas are, like, fucking useless. Yeah. Like, the whole point of, like, Mega Kangaskhan being, like, one of the best megas was that it fucking hit twice. Yeah. Because of its ability. And, like, Charizard, why? Because it set up Sun.
0: Yeah, I, I. it is a bummer, but I will say, having used a Charizard, and knowing that, like, oh, I can just take, change its typing, so that I don't
1: get my shit pushed in all the time. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I like that you can, for the ones that have two, you can just pick because yeah. there's no hold items. Exactly. So
0: that's why, like, <laughs> I just go into battle and I go, oh, how's this battle looking? Let's be this Charizard.
1: Like, Let's be dragon or the same typing.
0: Yeah. So, like, oh, I'm fighting water type, going to make this Charizard dragon type. Suck a dick. I, um, it, it usually works out in my favor. So things I want to talk about. Have you tried the multiplayer at all? No. Have you played it on a screen, on a TV at all? Yes. So you played with the one Joy-Con? Yes. So I have tried multiplayer.
1: Okay. Tried it with Daniel last night. Okay. No, I did. I played it. I played multiplayer by myself, I lied, because okay. I accidentally summoned the other person. But I did it for a little bit and went, This is fucking makes it even more broken.
0: It and makes it away. So broken. <laughs> when Daniel and I got our first we were we were just catching Pokemon at Victory Road. And so when we both did the first Unison ball where it like turns into one ball and hits it. Yeah. And I got 5,000 XP from catching a, a graveler. I went, holy shit,
1: this is not okay. Daniel, we're doing this more often. Yeah, that's how we're going to fucking grind.
0: Yeah, it's really the best way to grind. But uh, So that was a, it's, it's a fun mechanic, so what, but it, it does break the game a little bit. What you
1: do is you just play by yourself. With both you, Joy-Cons. With boy cho- both Joy-Cons, and you put them in the holder. And you just flick the holder. Oh yeah, you could.
0: But um, pro tips, pro tips. But yeah, it's uh, you are looking forward to playing a bit more of a casual Pokemon game. High marks from us. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, or if, you're, if you you want to get into Pokemon, you want to get now back into chance. Pokemon. It's a good, it's a good stepping stone before next year. And you can wear Team Rocket stuff. So yeah, um. And then you you started just just broken ass moves like fucking zippy zap, which is stab fucking priority cr- always critical. Yeah, <laughs> I read that. I was like, you fucking excuse me. Yeah,
0: my Pikachu racks, but all everyone's Pikachu is gonna rack, and everyone's yeah. EV is gonna rack. Yeah, because they're all they max all IVs, max IVs. Um, and they all look slightly different. They have different in-game models than other P- other Pikachu's and EVs. Fun fact. Um. Check us out on social media. That's all we've been playing, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just playing <laughs> exclusively Pokemon. Like, yeah. Dark Souls break, playing Pokemon. Um,
0: check us out on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Navi underscore Tales. Again, at Navi underscore Tales. We are also on Discord now. Uh, check out our Discord links in on social media.
1: Yeah, pin tweet on Twitter. Pin tweet on Twitter. Um, yeah,
0: well, we hang out in there. Uh send us pictures of your uh Pikachu's in cute outfits. Yeah. I'm gonna start coming up with more outrageous pictures to say. Just cause people have expressed being interested in starting to send me the outrageous things I say. So I wanna just push it more and more outrageous. Like take it to send me a picture of like 000, 000 <laughs> a million dollars in ones.
1: A million
0: <laughs> like, dollars in pennies. Yeah, just yeah, just do that. Actually just send me a
1: million dollars in ones. <laughs> At me, DM me. Um, but anyway, we'll see you later. Bye. I'm gonna just start referencing old memes.
0: Crazy, crazy. Is that how the song goes?
1: Something like that. I don't know I don't know what the words are, but it's something like that.
0: You got a crazy frog, I think. But 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 my I still jammed on that song. Fuck off. Yeah. Um oh fuck, what those other ones are there? What are some other meme songs?
1: Meme. Songs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meme songs. All star by Smash Bros. Oh fuck you. <laughs> Shooting stars. By Bag Raiders, Mad World, uh, Pumped Up Kids, Hotline Bling. These aren't meme songs. Africa. These are just
0: popular. Africa's a meme song. What
1: is Love? That's a meme song. Man's Not Hot. Peanut Butter Jelly Time.
0: It's Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Peanut Butter Jelly Time.
1: Fireflies by Owl City. I know that song. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> Call Me Maybe by
0: Carly Ray Jepsen. Still Dre by Dr. Dre. I fuck with it. The seventh element. We are number one. We are number one. Hey. Oy. Watch me whip. Watch me nay, nay. Yep. Now watch me whip. Whip. Watch me nay, nay. Ooh, watch me. Watch me. <laughs> fucking hate that song. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> Ocean man. Take, take me, me by my the hair. hand. Kazoo kid. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus take the wheel It's everyday bro <laughs> With that everyday flow And then God's plan On this list She said do you love me I said no only pot I only love my bread And my mom I'm sorry Your bread? Yeah The fucking That works too <laughs> America fucker. Yeah. Numb by Linkin Park
1: I just clicked on the site Cause it was like All song means Started by oldest Oh Oh. And a thing popped up. If you see this image while browsing some dank memes, you have been visited by the petty ghost of an ad, of a blocked ad. A ghost will leave you alone but first if you whitelist us first.
0: Get your fucking cancer off of that computer.
1: <sighs> oh. They just yell at me because I have ad blocker. What
0: the, f- the
1: fucking cat?
0: We're gonna get copyright struck. Keyboard cat, don't copyright strike. No he tells we are just jamming out to your dope ass
1: songs, yeah. We're gonna get sued by a cat. <laughs> paints
0: on the ground. Paints on the ground. Walk around here with your paints on the
1: ground. Oh, fuck. She asked John if he can clear out the sep- sepulchro.
0: Sepulchro. He says in a fucking voice that's just dying.
1: <laughs> Mortality aside, each of the four horses of the apocalypse, apocalypse, Apocalypse. 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 Guys, welcome to the Apocalypse. Welcome to the Apocalypse. Undead
0: uh fuck. <laughs> it's not at all of that word. Directly underneath the map image of three horses after the player has killed the troop um after I can take uh on it can take an, an
1: alleged wist, witnesses with the inclusion of the sack, squish squish
0: fuck Jesus. my vape <laughs> my vape <laughs> my vapor device oh fuck it's off Oops. my vaporizing my vaporizing device that fills my lungs with fluids <laughs>
1: What a fat rip. <sighs> what a fat rip voice.